corrupt politics, citing the United States Constitution, books born in American history. You're the relentless patriots. Now, without further ado, here is the most relentless patriot of them all, relentless patriot Frank. Good evening, relentless patriots. Relentless patriot Frank here. Here is part two of our World War III imminent segment. Hope you guys enjoy. We are continuing the conversation with Relentless Patriot Vinny. This hit my, last minute, this hit my eye, because we've mentioned Chris Christie. This is a book he wrote, Chris Christie, Republican Rescue. Chris Christie wants to rescue Republicans. Lord what, help what, us. What does he want to rescue them from? The, uh, <laughs> the fact from that actually they having like principles them? and values. By the way, Chris Christie was a governor that was pretty much just as bad as Murphy, like little has changed in that regard, with maybe a few things that we might have had a little bit better. Like, you know, we didn't have any new mandates, none of that. Um, nothing was threatened well, I mean, as bad. certain, though, he was best friends and a, a liberal shill to Barack Obama. He was. He was good friends with Obama, good friends with Biden. Him and Murphy are friendly. The guy thought that he pretty much owned New Jersey, which is what upset a lot of people. Yeah, he was, um, he was, he was, he was a blabbermouth, and he was a, he was a huge beached whale during Hurricane Sandy when he allowed no one on the beach, but yet he was there hanging out. He was there chilling out by himself. He had the whole beach shut down just for him. And then on top of that, he also, um, there was a, a bad snowstorm and it was him and Kim Guadano, who was a Lieutenant governor. They both left New Jersey at the same time without like talking to anyone. And we got hit horrible with the snowstorm, no governor to run. And they actually, they gave Steve Sweeney, this is back in, I think 2010, they gave job. Steve Sweeney power, who was a hardcore liberal. He's the one that got beat by the truck driver. If you look at if you look at Jack Chitterelli too back then, he oh, didn't God. support restore the shore. He didn't support Christie. He said no one uh, no one should be rebuilding New Jersey. He said a whole bunch of liberal nonsense. He did, and he also supported the stuff like we're seeing the the horrible curriculum in schools. He supported that. Absolutely. If people know who Jack is, they would be terrified to even support him. And Frankie, you know that I've had my character drug through the mud because they got mad at me for being in the video people were reaching out um from his campaign Vinny, we need you to apologize i said wait a minute you do apologize not for what i told him that i said <laughs> i am not going to cave because you know what? i have principles i have values i will not cave in and say that i'm sorry there's actually a meeting they had they want had me meet which i knew it was kind of just like a uh, a meeting which and was gonna end badly it was gonna be like a let's bully and attack and harass Vinny. the banter the vile behavior the systemic bullying from them um the people on jack's campaign getting called twice oh Vinny, we need you to apologize oh can you just maybe apologize no i'm not gonna apologize what am i gonna apologize for i will not apologize for my ancestors my heritage no. or my values you i will not compromise all of my principles to get a governor that would be no better than phil murphy you should, you people should, thought it was crazy you sound an awful lot like black lives matter when you tell me it he does and they've done nothing they've done nothing to speak up against the horrors they did nothing to speak against removing christopher columbus and putting george floyd in his place this is the problem is that they keep their mouth zipped at the worst times look at even like new york you have those republicans and cuomo is having his issues they should have nailed him to the wall they just stayed quiet i like how people like to demonize christopher columbus too he was forced to to go overseas he didn't it's not that he volunteered okay king and and, and was a king of uh, his uh, last name um uh, queen isabella isabella right? and and king ferdinand there you go they forced him to go explore. They said, if you don't do this for us, we're going to kill you and your family. They, they don't realize he was threatened to come and, and explore. And the, the atrocities that he faced, the men that he lost, just getting, just getting to the Americas or the Caribbean um, was atrocious in itself. He didn't have slaves until he came here and did terrible things to the, to the Indians and whatnot. But at the same time, 
he died poor and alone. Mm -hmm. Now, did someone who was forced from the very start, the very beginning, to go out and explore, okay, were they, were they are they bad people? Like, if, if, I'm, if I'm forced to arrest someone because they're not wearing a mask somewhere, and if I go ahead and do it, otherwise my family's going to die, I mean, I have to make a choice. I still wouldn't do it. I'd find a way to fight back, but you can't judge me based upon a decision I make when threats are being made. And that's, that's right. exactly what I think about when it comes to Trump and Operation Warp Speed. I mean, look, do I feel bad for him? Should he have fought back against the, the vaccinations? And now all of a sudden he's pushing it and Operation Warp Speed was the best. The vaccine is magical. He was pushing it left and right because he had investments in Pfizer, guys. I, I just don't understand. Like, you, you have a choice, you know, and either you fight back you might lose some people in between, but that's ultimately a decision that you have to live with. Would I have ever arrested someone personally, Vin, if they weren't wearing a mask? Hell to the freaking no. I would have lost my job, and that was that, and would have fought these pansies. But back in the day, during those times, no. It, it, who was Christopher Columbus? You know, he wasn't, a, he, wasn't, he wasn't in a position to fight back. He was poor as was. He actually discovered that the world was round. That's right. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, the, the, the Egyptians did, the Moors did. Well, guess what? Everyone has their own interpretation. But a lot of people back then, especially up north, thought the world was flat. And he proved them wrong. So Christopher Columbus did many good things. He actually established trade. And then I guess I, was something happened with it. Whereas men, he's the one who said, men, stop messing around with the locals. You guys are being too uh, uh, too greedy. You're getting too carried away with yourselves. Stop messing around with the locals. And because of his men, the locals waged war against him. And now then, he had to protect him and his men. So it, the stories are backwards, man. He wasn't, he wasn't a, an evil white man going out to Not at all the world and enslave people. Why would someone who's threatened by the king and queen go to another place and enslave others? That's right. You know what I mean? Like, certain, you got to remember this. Certain things that happen, yes. Does that make someone a bad person? No. You don't know the situation. You don't know what someone's in. Just like just like with all the slave owners, quote, unquote. There were barely any slave owners in America. And everyone wants to say America was the worst thing. Meanwhile, meanwhile, your own tribal uh, leaders sold each other out for profit. And, I, you know, it's crazy when people go on and on about America. Because I, I tell them, listen, I said, I have ancestors in Puerto Rico that were still slaves more than likely still slaves when the last slaves were freed here. So I don't even want to hear it out of their mouths. Puerto Rico had slavery up until like the late 1880s. They were later, much later. And that's right. The people enslaved each other, every single culture. Everyone has spoken about this, you know, and I hate to tell people this. I said, get over it because you know what? It's not my ancestors fault. It's not you. We're all here today. Everything happens for a reason. You know what? Everyone went through some rough stuff. They have all the opportunity now. They, they were saying on a, on a, on a, worldwide average that state borders change several seconds mm -hmm. several seconds within the day that's right in the hour you know what i mean like it doesn't even matter because state borders are changing on a constant basis people are taking over other countries the other countries are merging with other countries it doesn't really matter people are taking over each other everywhere yeah the ottoman uh, you're that's exactly right. right the ottoman empire still practiced slavery after our war that's correct 
and they, they, tend, to, they tend to cherry pick. And the saddest thing is that if you are a Christian, you tend to get the, the worst end of the stick. You get such a stigma attached to you. You get such a stereotype. What they forget is that there was a horrible genocide. It almost wiped out a whole group of people, the Armenians, that were Christians. This happened um, at the turn of the century. And I think the last survivor died like several years ago. That's right. It was sad. It was a horrific genocide. You say the Armenian genocide. People go, what's that? Well, that's the point. They have forgotten this whole group probably because they were Christian. And that was the sad part. A lot of people forget the Persian Empire since they're so proud of their moral roots. They're so proud of their... Persian. You know, their Persian not... Yeah, exactly. I mean, look how many people died because of the Persian Empire. Right around, I think, the per when it was Persia right. still, it was like the 1970s, 1980s. When that happened, that whole uprising, people can't go back to our own country. You know how heartbreaking that is? I'm going to switch gears real quick to another constitutional reading. This has a lot to do with what we're talking about, too. We're this is from back. Thomas Jefferson on decentralized government. And remember, he was one of the first forefathers to speak out even back then against what would happen if America were to have a centralized banking system. It is not enough that honest men are appointed judges. All know the influence of interest on the mind of man and how unconsciously his judgment is warped by that influence. To this bias, add that of their particular maximum and creed that it is the office of a good judge to enlarge his jurisdiction and the absence of responsibility. And how can we expect impartial decision between the general government of which they are themselves so eminent a part of and, and an individual state from which they have nothing to hope or fear? We have seen, too, that contrary to all correct examples they are in the habits of going out of the question before them to throw an anchor ahead and grapple further hold for future advances of power. They are then, in fact, the corpse of sappers and miners, steadily working to undermine the independent rights of the states and to consolidate all power in the hands of that government in which they have so important a freehold estate. But it is not by the consolidation or concentration of powers, but by their distribution that good government is effected. Were not this great country already divided into states, that division must be made, that each might do for itself what concerns itself directly and what it can so much better do than a distant authority. Hint, hint, wink, wink, people. Every state, again, is divided into counties, each to take care of what lies within its local bounds. Ted goes on to say about townships and farms should be left alone. Where we directed from Washington when to sow and when to reap, we should, want, we should soon want bread? No. It is by this partition of cares, descending in gradation from general to particular, that the mass of human affairs may be best managed for the good and prosperity of all. I repeat that I do not charge the judges with willful and ill-intentioned error, but honest error must be arrested, where, it, where its toleration leads to public ruin. Centralized banking means, means the banks control it all. And back then, he even knew this. When you give someone too much power, Vinny, they'll take it and run with it. Like you said before, you give the liberals an inch, they take an entire country. So when you give the banking systems more and more power, everyone opens more and more bank accounts, relies on them for everything. You know, I mean, look, all the smartphones are linked to the banks magically. So at any time, they can decide to freeze your account like they're doing in Canada. That's right. They protest against the narrative. But you this know what's what crazy? Notice Notice how when they freeze someone's bank account, how come that was not done during the riots of 2020? Could you just imagine what would have happened? Oh. Frankie, it's it would be on racist. 
there would be countless books they'd be like he froze my bank account temporarily because of this whole riot da -da -da -da. i'm the victim countless books countless speakers at colleges That's lifetime right. movie specials non-stop talk maybe even a blockbuster hollywood film god forbid he did something like that which canada did because it's selective you have riots that were unchecked countless monuments destroyed businesses destroyed lives lost and you know what they said oh you know that, that, that's mostly peaceful oh not bad at all but you know what they, they're justifying that there is no good reason on earth to act like a criminal because that is a criminal act to have a temper tantrum to destroy stuff there is no good reason to ever do that that's right that someone could then justify that behavior is disgusting most of our forefathers were also anti-slavery they were abolitionists from the get-go uh some of them have indentured servitudes but even if they did it didn't matter Welcome, john john's here it didn't matter like like they, they treated their slaves better than, than they treated their own family. And that's the thing is fundamentally, Robert E. Lee and General Forrest and President Davis, they were more abolitionist in ideology and their actions than President Lincoln. They President did Washington Lincoln and did Jefferson not be a single slave. I, I, I just read from uh, Patrick Henry uh, several weeks ago during our last live about exactly that. He said, who are Christian people? Who are they to then have slaves? And act like like they're holy, like that's no. right. No, like, like 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 they're good people. It doesn't mix well. No, Period. and it's you know it's funny because Jefferson Davis he was even going to have his own Emancipation Proclamation, but he was arrested before it got a chance to get you know, get out there. Um, which is sad because he made it clear he was against slavery, and wanted to phase it out. Number one, slavery would have also naturally have died out. But you also had a Confederate president who was against slavery. He also he freed a young black man called Jim Limber, Grant Limber's freedom. He had him live with the, the Davises. There's even proof that Verena, she was the first lady, that she wasn't even white. You know, it's it's all these things that people tend to forget because it pushes that. They make it seem like using martial law, forcing an unconstitutional union to stay together. Look at the mess we're in now. That's right. The slavery narrative to make it seem like, the, oh, I'm not going to dare question it because I question it. I'm going to be racist if I said it the South. By having that slavery narrative, it makes it seem like what the North was doing, all those war crimes were justified. They also take out in the history books what was called reconciliation because reconstruction was failed. It was a failed attempt of martial law, totally unconstitutional. Reconstruction was happened. the problem. It, um, oh, hey there, Captain. We, we spoke about that during the um, the first part of it, but I tell everyone, so let's not even get involved in it. It's not our fight. And uh, people get mad at me for saying that, but... You know, look at where it's got well, us. I mean, look, when, when, you, when you give the Ukraine $6.5 billion, <laughs> Biden, um, you, deserve every, you deserve everything that comes to you. When you start funding terroristic countries, the same way we started funding Afghanistan, the same way we started funding Iran, the same way we started funding Iraq, the same way we started funding the, the uh, uh, what's the other thing I want to think about right now? When we start, when we start funding all these other countries that do terrible things around the world, including, um, there we go, Israel, sorry. When you start funding Israel and you give them $500 million every, every, I think it's like what, every six months? When you start giving these countries all of our tax money and then you give it all away to people at the border just for votes, you deserve a stern ass whooping, a patriotic ass stomping. That's right. You deserve everything that comes to you because you are directly 110% guilty of treason. You're against the American people. You're against American fund fundamental ideals. And you no longer are fit.
to be even call yourself an American. It's done. You know, like, there, there's no other way to say it. I can't sugarcoat it anymore. I can't mm -hmm. say, well, it's okay. You know, we have to help the Ukrainian people because they're so good. Meanwhile, they're ran by a socialist. They're just like Canada. Like, are we really going to feel bad for Canada now when Canada did it to itself? This is what the people wanted there. They Which didn't want fire. They didn't for. want freedom. They wanted government control and free health care. And then Canada, some of them started with the whole issue that, oh, you know, th they were peaceful. Oh, we don't like this flag. We don't like that flag or that. When you start doing that, that's what throws off a lot of people. So you actually lose a lot of good support because, like, why even bother? You know, right. and it's hilarious because we know that as – or even in New Jersey that, you know, they're having that trucker's convoy that's not even going to D.C. It's a, a truck and car show. Yeah, it's what ridiculous. So this is like where I, I hate to say it, but I've started, you know, investing my time in more constructive things, doing something different because it's fighting an uphill battle. You're never going to win. You don't have the support in New Jersey. It's um, no, we don't. a group that they claim to be patriotic, but they're anything but the in-group fighting. And even I brought up the point um, with the whole issue with Russia and Ukraine is that you almost want to take a step back because what is so big with that, but what, What's happening here? There's other things that are happening here that are going by the wayside slowly under the radar. And that's what worries me the most. Yes. Any bills that are being passed, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to divert our attention from? Because there's a lot of things that are happening here that are very shady that I don't like and I think are really questionable. That's right. You're absolutely right. Vinny, let me ask you this. Since <laughs> you're, you know, probably a decade or more younger than me. <laughs> um, your opinion on how we can save America, go. <laughs> that i, I can honestly say well i want to say that rome was not built in a in a you know a year or a day rome was not built in a day let alone a year but i do think that what we need is we need to start getting together and getting conservative groups together or constitutional groups together and basically have our own we call sanctuary cities for conservatives or rebels the Kennedy twins, they wrote a wonderful book called Rules for Rebels. My own opinion, long-term, honestly, the, the, what really would save America very peacefully, because again, we always preach peace, get a whole bunch of people together. We know that this union is not working out and secede. Get a few states together. Us, you know, libertarians, conservatives, we keep some of the states. Liberals keep the rest. Keep nice, peaceful trade agreement between the two. And we both live our separate ways. There was a very liberal actor that was, you know, saying something like that. And I, it's not often that I agree with what someone that is diehard liberal says. And that was something I agree with because we'll never see eye to eye. We'll never agree on certain things, whether it's medical freedom, face coverings, all this. You know what? They can keep certain states. We keep the rest. We maintain peace. Have a trade deal between the both. And hopefully we can protect our borders against them. That's right. That, that is the... Uh, what if unification during times of war is somewhat like World War Two? Well, I honestly we're having a hard time unifying with the states as is, and people are having a tough time unifying just with, with each other, just within our with own. That's the problem because the in-group fighting, and it's you have great ideas, and the problem is that no one agrees on a lot of things, and it comes across as harassment and bullying in group. And on a larger scale, you know what people forget is that. We have a lot of resources that we could use. We chose not to use that. Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Now he's clearly proving himself wrong. If we had clearly had that, we'd be fine. So it's ideas like that. And also the fact that there's a lot of stuff historically between Russia and Ukraine that I can never hope to understand right. overnight. I'm still learning more. But the other thing that is an issue is that from what I've understood, 
Russia and Ukraine are always going to be beefing at one another for That's one right. reason or another. And the problem is that you can try to go in there and fix a certain thing, but it can end up being more harm than good. And it's not necessarily you're turning your back. It's just saying, hey, you know what? We don't want to get involved anymore. And yes, right. Biden also built a drilling on federal land, which would have saved us money and would have allowed us to make our own resources. So and, we and like, then you would have pissed off the angry liberals. You can't drill on our land. Native American territory. You guys, the Native Americans sold themselves out 10 times over a long time ago, regardless of what white settler did this and what colonial did that and what federal union army person did. You know, it, like it's over. We have what we have right now. And this is how the land is settled. Can we please talk about present time? I was on a respectful debate with someone with, uh, they were talking about our heritage and our flags. And I was made some wonderful points. And someone said it was boring because we weren't arguing. I'm not an arguer like that. You know, I, I believe what I believe in. And he mentioned something about like, um, when was Dixie great? Because I have my make Dixie great again hat. He goes, when was Dixie great? And I said, well, look at what preserving the union got us. Look at, look at the position right now. You have a whole bunch of states that are pretty much, which is crazy, Red versus blue. Um, ideology is night and day. Beliefs are very different. If I go to like Florida, it is night and day. Then you have the liberals that still want a vacation in Florida, but don't like it. I guess what? Stay out of Florida. Some of them right. are saying, I'm going to go to Florida. That's fine. Who vacations in New Jersey? I'll ask you that. Who retires in New Jersey? If right. Go hang out at the Jersey Shore for the rest of your life and wait through Pollution, months, cigarettes months. everywhere, or rude people, overpriced food that's unhealthy, where you can go down a nice summer in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Wonderful food for a good price. You know, wonderful sights to see, beautiful monuments, clean everywhere. People are nicer. That's the thing that people don't realize. So you know what? That's why there is a difference in that even though they forced an unconstitutional union to stay together, which I consider what Lincoln did was very similar to what someone would do if they forced a wife to well, stay. Exactly. It's bully tactics. Either jo either you have to join or die, but they use join or die in the wrong context. In the in wrong, the wrong context. context. So they made it seem like it was patriotic to invade their own or another country. That's right. You know, and meanwhile, and meanwhile, you know what's funny about that time, that time frame? It was only what a dec, uh, a century later, not even. We're talking about 1776 up to the War of 1812. Forty years later, seriously, it wasn't that. That wasn't that long of time. There, there were people from the Revolutionary War that were like, "What are you doing?" That were still alive back then. They're like, how, how dare you separate the country after we all fought and bled together? The South, if it weren't for the South, Vinny, General, uh, what's his face? Um, you know, the, the, the key general in, in the war down there. Robert E. Lee? No, no, no. no. We're talking about the Revolutionary War. They, we Why, George about, Washington? He's General Virginia. Washington was in the North, and then down South, you they were all fighting against... Um, Oh Jesus! Because uh, he—I uh, forgot the name already. I, I, I'm such a terrible American. That's how late at night it is. But we—we we, we drove them out. We drove them out. We got—we got rid of them. And—and and, um, if it weren't for South Carolina and the mm -hmm. militia in in October of 1775, we would have lost. They held the fort down really good. That's right. And it's, we always still, which is crazy because they still have some of the best patriots that are. Um, yeah, British general, give me one second. He did terrible things. They still have. 
some of the best patriots that live down south still, and they give the most military. If you look at New Jersey, we rank number one as the least patriotic state, which is pretty ironic. No, you're absolutely right. Not, not, not William Howe. We're, we're talking about Cornwallis. Sorry. Jesus Christmas. That's <laughs> It's getting late. It's... General Cornwallis, he was the major general. It, it, right. Aside from Howard Clinton, Cornwallis. Oh, Clinton. There, there's no one. A, a British. A British. Oh, my goodness. You mean you mean the Clintons are, are part? Yes, they, they are British. They were one of the land inheritors after the peace treaty was signed between the British and the Americans. And Washington didn't want to sign it. Because before Washington became president, the British had already established land for themselves. And Washington couldn't do anything about it. Because then they became sympathetic to Washington's cause underground while sneaking money back to the King of England back then. And then, several years later, as you know, Vinny, the War of 1812 came. And all those resources that were drained from America helped fund the war. And we that was a failure on our part, War of 1812. People don't know that because people will, you know, they'll criticize us for our flags. You guys lost this and that. Here's the funny thing. They always forget, what other wars do we lose big time that we still memorialize? War of 1812 was a big one. We lost big time. That was not a win by any stretch of imagination. Vietnam we lost, North Korea, just to name a few. Yeah. And other little wars that we just, we tried to get involved. We completely failed. So we just said, okay, we're- Well, when you have 185 out. British warships pelting the crap out of fortresses along the coast. Louisiana, big time battle of New Orleans. You can go and on. When someone says my favorite is when they say New Orleans, I fr New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wish that people would really understand history. I do explain it to a couple of individuals today that were so damn brainwashed about just, right. just basic things. You only win. That's correct. Only Corey win. brought up a great point. We even memorialized it into a song, The Battle of New Orleans. Uh, Bobby Horton sings it. It's a great song. It kind of like makes it seem like, oh, we did really well in this war. And if you look at like how history is taught in schools, you maybe get a segment on the War of 1812. You maybe hear the song, and then it's, oh, let's quickly run past that so we don't realize that we failed. And Corey is, uh, has a history degree, and he's furthering his studies. He, he's, he's great. He's one of few historians that teach the truth. That's why we love him. I love it. There's nothing more I like than a truthful historian who actually knows her damn history. You know? Right. Here's the thing I want to say about all our forefathers, too. And this has been on my mind for quite some time. You know, I visited Washington's hideout or headquarters in Morristown last 4th of July, did a huge live from there. And when I was there, when I was there, it really felt like I was in America. It felt like, man, if Washington was alive right now, I'm sure he'd give us good advice. I'm sure he would say, fight to the end. You know, well, I hope you are. Kinsman to a founding father. Which one, by the way? I don't know about founding father, but our family dates. We have a lot of revolutionary patriots, um, but we're also part of the Wheeler family. So it's interesting when you see that, that General Wheeler, who is also a very famous revolutionary uh, family, they um, were also uh, Confederate. But if you look at it, it's one of those Confederate generals that are mostly Northerners. So a lot of Northern James people Madison. have the name Wheeler. James Madison, that's really good. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I like it. Corey is a kinsman to a founding father. Well, I, I like to see the 
the the the, the DNA line. I want to see the fa you know the family tree. That'd be cool to see. You ever want to? That's fun to look at, especially in your ge uh, genealogy. It's crazy because a lot of people they just like look through their trees. If you have a last name like Smith, Wheeler, um, or and even then you know, you never know what you're gonna find because a lot of the times you know a lady would get married, and then it would oh Zachary Taylor is a good one. Just make sure it's not Clinton or Rockefeller, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, Clinton and, uh, you know, what, what's the other uh, um, British tyrant that was very prevalent here? Um, uh, we, we, not, not Smith. Not Allen. Clinton, uh, you had um, Bushes, sorry, there you go. Bush is another Bush. British, uh, <laughs> another another relative of the Queen of England, yeah, George, Mr. George, George Bush. Bush. Senior and junior. They're the ones who orchestrated with the CIA, you know, uh, to have JFK kind of. Sorry, uh, uh, you guys already knew that. You know, but here's what I'm going to say. Our forefathers, we have to, we must look back to the past and learn from it. And that's why I read from the, from the good book every single time we're on this show. I will continue to do so. I do not care who disagrees with me because this is important. This is the difference that sets us aside from any other podcast, from any other show. We believe in the Constitution. We read from it daily. We quote from it. We live by it because without it, guys, I'm sorry. We're going to be like the rest of the world. Oh, other countries have more freedom in America. Which ones? Other countries are doing better than America. Well, yeah, if it weren't for the Federal Reserve and all the, this woke nonsense and the defamation of people and their characters, then, yeah, we still would be okay if we stuck to our American values and Constitution to begin with. And clearly that's thrown out the window these days, and it's outright outrageous. You know, um, any other words towards the Ukrainian people I would just say this. Do not mess around with freedom. Do not mess around with patriotic Americans. Do not think that supporting socialism is going to get you out of your fix, out of your poor, poor country. You have to understand that Russia is pissed off at you. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what your government is doing to the rest of the world. You have to understand that although that the people might be innocent, they kind of asked for this. The same way the Israeli people asked for their vaccine passports. The same way the American people asked for this woke culture and mainstream media. We get what we deserve, people. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's either you stand and fight Ukrainian people and you denounce your socialistic ways or you too will fall. That's right. And maybe you deserve to fall. Maybe the collapse of this country needs to happen. I don't know the answers. What I do know is common sense against tyranny. And if you allow tyranny to reign over your head constantly, unwillingly, then you're going to fall as well. And you get what you deserve if you cannot stand up. You know, you, you know, everyone's like, oh, why don't you support the, NR, the NRA, the National Rifle Association? Because the National Rifle Association negotiates with domestic terrorists to create 
illegal gun laws. And these are the same people that also negotiated with the ATF, formulated by Bill Clinton. You know, you know, uh, you know, limiting magazine rounds and and limiting what the AR-15 can do in certain states. In in New York alone, you should see what they did to the AR-15, Vinny. Like, they took the magazine, you know, or the cartridge, and you're, the only way you're allowed to operate that gun is if the magazine is fixed to the bottom, and you have to. Let's just say you, you, you fire said rounds, you have to take out the upper, literally with the two pins that hold it together, open the gun up like this. Oh, Lord. From bottom to top, push the rounds down, close it back down. Hopefully you don't get a weapons malfunction or a jam. Cock the charging handle back. Now you have to pray that you can fire your gun properly without any type of a problem. And it's giving people problems. I see it all the time. Well, you're going to ruin it that way. And that's the funny thing is that they make these laws to really inconvenience yourself. That's right. Who, okay. Who, whoever owns firearms, you know more so that the only way or the only reason why you should open the top of your firearm is to clear a jam or to clean it out. Yeah. Not to put ammunition down there every, you know, every time you got to load and reload. It's, un it's unbelievable. It really is. The, the amount of bastardization the NRA allows and, 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 the, and the misuse and, and uh, mischaracterization of what's a semi-auto versus what's an auto, what's considered legal and, and illegal is outrageous. You guys negotiated with the ATF. You guys negotiated with terrorists of America. You are anti-Second Amendment. That's right. You decided that everyone should get a background check and everyone should have a gun license or a permit. Permit for what? It's my constitutional right. I don't need your permission. Who does? What's hilarious? Let's see what Mr. Corey says. I like this. I like this guy. Is biologically like I said, you guys got to either both or he has to come on one day or we'll do like an episode. He's wonderful because you will learn so much from him. What's hilarious? Is biologically, Bill Clinton is not a Clinton. I'm sure. I'm sure he's in a you know a a reptilian. <laughs> This is the funny part about our show. Yes, we do comedy. Um, we joke a lot, which is you have, if you're not laughing or crying, especially if you're living in New Jersey, New York, California, even, uh, you got to use humor. Otherwise, you're going to scream and cry a lot. Vinny, have you watched the Alex Jones show lately? I Not in a while, honestly. I, I him when he, was on a, he almost looked like he was going to cry. That's how upset he was about this, because he knows, as we know, that World War Three is very imminent and the end of society as we know it. So the best thing to do is laugh about it. You have to, because you know what? I'm going to show you guys something. This is a, a recrafted um, Revolutionary War pistol. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. And I like this because it shows exactly, it shows exactly why we need to fight. I have George Washington's battle plans as well. Replication. I like this because this to me means patriotism. This to me means revolution. This means fighting against the new world order. When I look at stuff like this, they fought for the innocent reason of bad against good and actual evil against decent people and fighting for their rights and actual fighting for something real. Now I ask you guys out there, you patriots, 
what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? Are you fighting to actually preserve the Constitution and your gun rights? What are you fighting for? Are you fighting for the fact that if you don't, that you're truly going to lose everything that you have? Are you fighting for materialistic possession? Are you fighting for your family? Are you fighting for your right to work? Whatever it may be, you need to really get in touch with your patriotism ASAP. Because we're going to need all of you to fight this evil. More and more information keeps coming out about who controls what. Guys, follow the money. Follow Chase Bank. Follow Wells Fargo. Follow all these evil Goldman Sachs-like industries and companies. It all leads back to the 13 families. What are you really supporting when you think you know, a, a mobile checkout is great? When you go to a place that doesn't even offer plastic bags anymore. Or has the gasoline through the roof and won't like like look, every company has again, Vinny, every company Amen, has a choice. Every company has a choice. Okay. We have many different types of gas here, right? We have diesel, we have, you know, unleaded, regular, super, whatever. But and we have so many different types of gas stations. Why are they all raising the rates together when they're all getting their fuel from different sources? Because they can. And that's the bad part. It's my favorite is like, like, like people, right. people don't know much about fuel or cars, which is like crazy. Um, but if you look like our state, there's places that are selling gas for things like seven bucks. a gas. It's ridiculous and disgusting. They, they predicted that they, they're going to predict that, by the way, for everybody, for every state by the end of the summer of this year, seven to eight bucks a gallon. So get your gas, people. This is not this is not a drill, as Alex Jones would say. And here's another thing: the price of ammunition. They they jack that up for what? So they can make a profit off of us, guys. The end of the world, the end of society, America 2.0, is not going to be America anymore. What part don't you get? NRA. What part don't you get? firearm uh, dealers. Why, do you, why are you okay with raising the costs of things? Why can't you help out your fellow man and keep things affordable so people can prepare for this? You should be arming the people the same way the Navy SEALs, which was developed, by the way, by JFK Jr., right? Or John F. Kennedy. To rally the people, to protect the people, and form militias against evil. What happened to that, Vinny? What happened to the lifeline? What happened to that emergency line to the people that JFK also established? That Trump was supposed to come on air and say, hey guys, here is all the evil in a handbook. Here it is. Now what are we all going to do about it? Stand and fight? Run? What happened to all that? Gone. Gone. Now everyone is just silent and, 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 and you know, silence of the lambs. And um, that's an understatement. It is an understatement. And, 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 and it's upsetting to the point where I can't even look at the American flag the same way. I, and you know, I understand exactly what you mean, because I agree with that. And people will jump down your throat when you say that. But if you read the book, it's um, Bonds or Duress by Reverend Handy. He was the, a civilian reverend who was illegally um, imprisoned for about 15 months at Fort Delaware because of Lincoln. He said, and he, all he did was he got permission to cross enemy lines. 
He saw how corrupt the government was under Lincoln and what he said, he meant no disrespect. It was true, like you and me, I do not view the USA flag the same under this administration because the values on which the flag was originally founded, aka Betsy Ross, pursuit of happiness, liberty, freedom, being able to govern yourself, were not being enforced. So what Isaac Handy said was, he goes, I can only therefore look at that flag as a tattered rag. That was not being disrespectful. That was actually speaking the truth of how bad the administration was because the values weren't there. And this is why when you have rallies that say only fly the USA flag, I don't look at it the same. I can tell you this. I'll shock people with this. The battle hymn of the Republic that some people like to sing at rallies is an incredibly socialist song. Look up the creator who did that. That's not a patriotic song. Dixie's more patriotic. And you have all these things at rallies. And it's like, I'm not supporting this anymore because the system that's broken. I do not look at that flag the same way because the values of what that stands for are long gone under this administration and have not been enforced for a while. Some of them were enforced with Trump being around, but before Trump with Obama years, that was about eight years of just pure right. un-American values. You get a little bit of hope with Trump. Then under this administration, nothing. If you look at the Pledge of Allegiance too, Vinny, it was developed by a socialist minister. That's the sad That's right. Point. And God was not introduced until... Dwight the Eisenhower. Indivisible, because if you read what that says, one nation under God, one nation indivisible. That's basically trying to trick people into, oh, secession's bad. If you break apart the Pledge of Allegiance, and that's why if you say the pledge, you can actually omit that. Yeah, it's crazy. Omit the indivisible part. I always do, because I will not say indivisible, because that is the worst kind of union that is indivisible forced together. Right. And then that, that well, it was established that way. That's correct. And then you, you try telling someone that at one of our Patriot rallies in New Jersey, what's going to happen? They'll freak on you. Because they don't understand it. And they're not willing to hear it. it, that's it it's too much for their brain to handle. Like, how can you honestly say that the, the Civil War, it was the bloodiest battle in our country's history and during the world at that time? And... We lost so many to the point where entire bloodlines were wiped out. That's right. Whole American generation. bloodlines were wiped out. Generations were wiped out from fa- no, from father to son. I mean, how, how are you going to honestly sit there and say that the North and the South shook hands willingly Mm-mm. and created peace together? They, they paint that picture, which is so false, and then they try to promote Reconstruction as a wonderful thing, and everyone was happy. No, they weren't. What happened at Reconstruction is you had war crimes, serious war crimes that were happening. Tennessee, which they say, which someone said Tennessee, he was a wonderful um, compatriot of mine. He said Tennessee didn't have Reconstruction. They had far worse, far worse um, crimes. It, it was pretty bad. And then they had, um, you know, they were using basically the law to hang people in Tennessee if they were rebels. So a lot of people fled Tennessee. Look at all the Clint Eastwood movies. Clint Eastwood makes the Union, Northern Union armies out to be bullies, which they are. He showed likeliness in what actually happened. Clint Eastwood is a member of the Sons of Confederate Veterans, which is great. And he has a (laughs) better ancestor, so he tells the truth, which is wonderful. Corey even says, even Lincoln's and Davis's line ended. Jefferson Davis, wonderful president. His wife was a mostly northern family. She had family up north, which made her different. And it's sad because when you lose uh, Patrick Henry's line, that took a brutal beating. So did George Washington's, or I mean, uh, sorry, Custis, um, his wife's line. A lot of them took brutal beatings, if not got completely eradicated. And that's the sad part is when you see all that happening. Joe Wheeler, that was another one. His family was badly impacted. Uh, Tore whole families apart. And it was um, over all government overreach. So, what I, I do see is I do see the tide is turning, which is great because people are finally seeing that our side was right to begin with because they started attacking us. You know, 
my biggest regret was not joining the STV, getting involved back in like 2013 when I should have. Instead, it was I saw that what was happening and I kept speaking out and defending it, but I wasn't part of any organization where I could be actively involved in that. And, and you know, now that I saw what happened in 2020, I was at home and I said, I need to do something now and join. I joined with my one of my cousins because I'm still looking for a direct ancestor, which has got to be somewhere in my tree. My tree has been a whole mess, but I have three collateral ancestors. One of them is uh, General Wheeler. Welcome, Taylor. Taylor's here. She's wonderful. Excellent. And I joined um, with my cousin, which people forget, Ohio. I had uh, one of my ancestors was born in Ohio, which people think is a union state. He fled to fight for Tennessee. He was a Confederate veteran from Tennessee. And then he took refuge in Texas because a lot of them fled to Texas where they were safe. They could actually have their lives out there. And he died in Texas. He, he never got the, uh, the pointed headstone, which is for the Confederate veteran, because that came around back when the union started apologizing for their war crimes during the reconciliation. It was a brief period of time where on both sides, this veterans were very old. And then they were trying to help one another out because they were struggling. This was a war that people just wanted to forget about. They swept them under the rug. You had so many uh, veterans that were wounded, missing limbs, especially down south. And if it weren't for the wonderful women's groups, like the Daughters of the Confederacy, that stepped in and said, hey, we're going to help these veterans. They helped fund whole veterans' homes. They've helped build hospitals. They built uh, needy women's homes. One of them was, I think, in existence until like the 1970s. Correct me if I'm wrong, Vinny, but didn't the South help create Memorial Day? They did. Memorial Day is a Southern holiday. There is a false narrative that is being pushed that Memorial Day was created by uh, Union people or, or slaves or something, which is false. Memorial Day was created by Southern women, strong Southern women, like Taylor. She's awesome. Um, Weren't some of them African as well, African-American? You, you betcha. There were Black Confederates. They existed, and they played an important part in the role. They, some of them carried weapons. Others were chaplains. Others uh, did important things like feeding the armies. And it was strong Southern women that got together, and they, because a lot of them, if you had an ancestor, some of them were all the way up north. They were in ditches. You couldn't go visit them. You couldn't cross enemy lines. You couldn't go anywhere without getting permission from the military. So what they would do is they'd find a series of graves or something, get together, and they would decorate the grave. They would do an elaborate memorial service. And they would see their, their loved ones there and they would say, okay, we're going to you know, pay respects. And over time, this became known as Decoration Day. Now, there is a bit of debate as to what Southern state started in. Some people say Mississippi, and I don't know exactly where the other one is. I'm, maybe I think Alabama. But I, a lot of the stuff points to Mississippi being the first that did this. And as time went on, Decoration Day became a big thing. The union kind of caught on. Okay, we're going to do Memorial Day. Our Memorial Day, so I call it the original one, is in... Um, some people do it in May, but Confederate Heritage Month is in April. We do it in May, um, late April, early May. Thank you, Taylor. My day's been wonderful. <laughs> Y'all go follow, uh, follow Taylor. She is absolutely wonderful. Um, what I love about Taylor's lives, like, you know, our lives, I guess, get more serious. Taylor's just, like, fun. It's, like, no drama, just a great, like, little hangout. We've got a lot of good laughs. You need people to come on and speak out. Here, uh, Corey gave some names. Holt Coyer, Mac Lee. I know uh, Holt Coyer, and I know Louis Napoleon Nelson. Uh, Louis Napoleon Nelson, his grandson, is actually still alive. He's in his late 80s. So to put this in perspective, this is a man who has lived in Tennessee um, from what people would allege is a bad time. He is a man of color. He's who's black. He got to meet his grandfather, who was a black Confederate veteran. All the, we have whole pictures of him, and he, we actually surprised him. I think it was the one reunion back in like 2009 or 2010. And uh, Weary Claiborne, which uh, Weary Claiborne, his daughter, she was a real daughter of the Confederacy. She was, uh, she passed on, unfortunately, but she was uh, around uh, 2012, 2014. 
Um, great story behind that. Yes, we had a sunglasses line. That was fun. <laughs> well, my friends, I know it's a little late right now, but listen, every every Saturday moving forward or Sunday, whatever we decide, we're going to be doing more lives and more history and more research and more of a dive into the Constitution and how we can apply it to today's standards and how we can use it to fight the new world order and this federal banking system and the unionized armies of the North because... I mean, look, you could see it everywhere now. You could see you could see all the chaos, dismay, the World War Three that's going to be happening, you know, depending on where it's going to hit first. You know, the United States is next. It's only a matter of time. And whoever decides to capitalize and, and you know, fight back or try to destroy us, I mean, China's definitely going to be taking advantage of this. There, there is no ands or buts about it. You know, yeah, but thank you. And you know what? That's the whole point. That's why we do this. Because we want people to learn. We want people to tune in. We want people to speak. We want, we want people in different variations and different opinions. Like, I like listening to people's experiences, especially their patriotic ones. I mean, Vinny, Vinny knows. He's seen me at many rallies getting people's faces on the bullhorn and, and, you know, and talking to liberals and actually trying to see what is their gripe other than just political brainwashing. They have and you do a good job because you're actually pretty mellow like I am. I've had people, which is great. I have people that will be yelling at me, and I'm calm, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, when you're done with your tantrum, we'll have a discussion. And, and you, you almost got to treat it because I tell people, people want to react um, emotionally, which is not always the smartest thing to do. You got to keep a cool head. You just got to breathe in, breathe out. And it's funny because I'll be flying my flag, and I'll have someone screaming at me. Okay, when you're done tantruming, we'll, we'll talk like adults. That's, that's what you got to say. That's but it. You when you're done being a talk. child, change your diaper, and maybe we'll talk about why you're wrong completely. That's, well, that's – some of them, it's crazy. Thank you for the follow, by the way, Fisher Blonde Panda. We have you a got, question here you by got Arizona. Got, she is wonderful. She, hey, she is awesome. Why did everyone forget about the Freedom Convoy? Because it's not a Freedom Convoy. Um, it, it, listen. So, uh, Arizona, it's a great question. Other states are also having their own convoy. Arizona, here's the problem with that. And again, it's not necessarily forgetting because there is one that is going from California, which I think is like the official one and the one that people are supporting. The weird thing that's happening, and it's been really bizarre, is that some strange things have been happening in New Jersey. Now, my friend put me in the one group because they said, a New Jersey flaggers, which is my group, do you want to be part of it and like help out? Which I don't mind volunteering. I'm like, sure. They found out who I was in New Jersey flaggers. Like, oh, we don't want to be part of you. So they basically banned our group. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Unbelievable. Lost. They then were then uh, freaking about, about what flags can and can't be flown. Um, they're playing all that nonsense. And then they said that the convoy in New Jersey is not going to D.C., that it's going to be from North Jersey to South Jersey. So people are going to spend all that money on a lengthy route and gas. It's going to block up the highway probably cause a whole mess. And for what? They're just going to park there. It's going to be a truck show where other groups are actually going. So there's a lot of confusion, a lot of in-group fighting, a lot of drama. And I can't make heads or tails out of any of that, which is unfortunate for lack of a better word. But that's a really good question. Um, and that's exactly right. And most of these convoys are just decoys. You know, in my opinion, you know, if you really wanted freedom, everyone would do it together. That's right, Arizona. That's another distraction that's happening. It's kind of like, bringing attention to that. But like, what about what's going on with the mandates? Because if you look at the news, it's interesting because mandates are also at the state level, but then you have some federal ones, like the, the mandates on the planes and the trains and the whatnot, any kind of uh, transportation. Those are set to expire. I believe it is Mar uh, March 18th, fingers crossed. Um, 
at the state level, things are being run very differently. Like in New Jersey, it's like the governor has like a, he's, we call him King Phil. He just does what he wants. And it's like, right. maybe the, uh, the masks will uh, stay on until, I don't know. Um, Whenever I feel like. Uh, basically, yeah, basically, that, you know. True tyranny in a box, people, is a Democrat king or a person who thinks they're a king. And um, we got to be careful with what these states wish for as well. You know, everyone looks at Ukraine and they feel so bad for them, but they did it to themselves. Like we said before, same with Canada, same thing with different European nations that uh, decide to have their woke culture and their anti-gun culture take over. And now you're wondering why stabbings are on the rise and, you know, irresponsibilities on the rise, especially in New York City. Do you get what you pay for? You get what you voted for? You get what you deserve. So I don't feel bad. Arizona, that's right. Arizona brought up a great point because everyone was waking. Now they sleep in the gut. And that's right. right. You know, because it's the big you, bear decided that, you know, you start having a uh, hibernate. You start having a breakthrough, basically. And then all of a sudden, it's like as you take one step forward, you take like five million steps back. And that's exactly what's happening. Well, that, that's the problem, too. Everyone's waiting for another Trump like figure to come up and say, let's take them. And it's like, well. You okay, can't put but, all your eggs in one basket because that's dangerous thinking. If you put all your eggs in that one figure, that's the problem. And you have to then put it on upon yourselves. And again, it's a group thing. You all work together and then you pass the torch down. That's exactly something right. that I've been trying to lead the charge. And there's a wonderful charge that I've read in the last live. Um, I believe it was from Stephen uh, Dilley, where you lead the charge and then you pass the torch down. Now, for a while, people weren't passing the torch down. And that was a problem. And it's how you kind of end up in the mess you're in now. But I, I do have hope because, you know, people that are my age, people that are your age, that are starting families, they're doing things differently and they're being more actively engaged because there was a period of time where my generation was raised by, start, was starting to be raised by technology. You know, technology was so new. We had MySpace. We had all these different avenues to go down and the parents weren't aware of what was going on. We were no. out starting the parents. Now you have parents that have been around that corner and they know exactly, you know, what's going on and they're taking an active role in actually being a parent and actually instilling good traditional values because we went through a period where uh, standards were lowered, values were lowered, all these things were lowered. And now we're trying just to get back what we were losing. Yes, it is. That's right. It is. That's the problem. We were saying that before. Putin is taking out the NWO because Ukraine is in the deep state's pockets and they are money launderers for the Bidens. Period. And Biden, like, I, like we said before, Biden just gave $6.5 billion to the Ukraine. I mean, what does that show you? That he's trying to keep things hush-hush. He's trying to cover up for his sins and his son's sins. And he wants to help them so that way no other information can be leaked about how the Ukrainian government formulated with Biden, with the Clintons, with the Obamas, this whole Russian collusion hoax. That's a fact. That's right. And, you know... I like, I like saying things that actually happen. I like saying things that actually were real. Welcome back. This, <laughs> this is one of those times, guys, where either we start speaking the truth or forever hold your peace. Because before you know it, the United States could be attacked and everyone's going to be at each other's throats for gas, for food, for basic survival necessities. Start preparing now. That's right. Armor the hell up already. Stop with the excuses. Get your necessary supplies, get your firearms, and just be ready. Arizona is correct. That's right. He is correct because you do have, quote-unquote, conservatives that don't do anything or don't see the issue. And, uh, you know, 
They're service That's conservatives. They, they act like just working and being and going to their job every day is going to fix the, the world. It's not. And you have those that are just the coat and tie politician. I said, if I ever run in politics, I do not want to be, you know, I'm not looking at anything anytime soon, but if I ever run for anything, people are not going to like, because I am direct. I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to be, you know, chilling out at the country club, just smoking cigars. Granted, I, I like a good cigar and a good glass of whiskey. I'm like, Amen. I'm be going to <laughs> but I'm not going to be doing that for my career. I don't believe in career politics. I actually want to be there to help the people, you know, preserve our history, preserve our monuments, get additional laws that protect you from medical mandates of any kind at work. And, you know, all that stuff. Oh, that's fine, Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, listen, we're here. We're Taylor, going. five years ago, I was in the same position and I would never imagine myself being here. Five years ago, I was probably the most anxious, shy person you'll ever meet. Um, not as well spoken at all. And it just took a little bit of encouragement and finally, you know, learning stuff on my own. I had to do a crash course and everything. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Um, but it was definitely made possible by just like, you know, wonderful people and wonderful mentors. And, and please read from the book, the constitution. When you read from it, it gives you that power young lady because the forefathers had to develop that courage to fight against tyrants. And we need to do the same. It's just, you cannot be afraid of people with the, like, I, like I tell the people that I teach martial arts to, the invisible boogeyman that does not exist until it presents itself. Then what are you going to do? You must fight like it's your last day on earth. You must protect yourself like it's your last day on earth. You must preserve yourself. You must preserve your freedom. It's our jobs as American patriots to do this. Corey, uh, Corey brought up a good point. He says, my party wanted me to run for office, but honestly, I'd be the most hated guy in office because he's super blunt and will call them on their... Same their minority. I, you know, I would do the same exact thing, and that's exactly what they don't like, and because I don't back down. You know, I'm peaceful, but you got to be firm and actually educate instead of just saying, I'm going to give a blanket statement to just kind of appease everyone. You can't be like that. Right. You Arizona Rebel, you're absolutely right, too, by the way. Um the only conservatives that believe Ukraine to be the good guy are the surface conservatives, like the Ben Shapiro's or the um, or or if you take uh, even even some of the rhinos like Dan Crenshaw. We, oh, we, support a, Ukraine. we support Ukraine, even all the Facebook cronies that put that we support it. Like, here we go. Remember back in the day, we support France. You know, you had that all over the profile pictures. Now that's coming up. We support the Ukraine. Down with Russia. You get idiots like that moron on Fox News uh, several hours ago pouring out Russian vodka because he doesn't support Russia anymore. It's like... Oh, what is that? That, makes, that makes you look so foolish. Like, what is that going to do? Yeah, exactly. Democrats and Republicans would... I have to look at some of those brands time. because I don't know what brands they are. I, I guarantee a lot of vodka because of how it's regulated is made within the United States. And yeah. it's got to be, chances are, because I've the brand name there. That's all. I mean, they, they already have the formulas and they have, they have the, I've never worked with, you know, I've never worked in the field of alcohol, but I've worked in um, retail. I've worked for L'Oreal and typically for like certain products. Like example was developer. People would pay an arm and a leg for hydrogen peroxide is what it is low grade, you know, if you're using hair color. And what would happen was they would say, oh, it's imported from Europe. Hydrogen peroxide for hair color is not any different than Europe than it is here. It's chemically the same. And there is no way on the Lord's green earth they would pay for a bottle of peroxide to be shipped. It would be too much money to do that. So what they do is right. they make it in a manufacturing plant on the East Coast, in the Midwest, and on the West Coast. So it's even distance between everything and the price right. is the same. That's why if you're going to get a bottle of peroxide in California for hair, it's going to be five bucks. It's going to be five bucks in Minnesota, Midwest, New Jersey, five bucks. 
that it just makes sense from a business standpoint. So standpoint, even people have said that this ammunition is better than that ammunition. Fine. Whatever works best for the gun. Right. And also in terms of alcohol, I know that certain people from Mexico would say that Corona is not the same as it's made down there. No, even the Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola from Mexico, which is really alarming because Coca-Cola that we sell here, here's what I use it for. People think I'm crazy because I do a lot of antiques and I have some of the shells from the cannons. If they're rusty, people go, well, how do you remove the rust? I take a can of Coca-Cola, I soak it in there, takes all the rust out. Isn't that sad? What is that doing to your teeth, your your gut? That's got to be like corrosive. So Coca-Cola, you use that for here in Mexico, they banned a lot of the chemicals in that. And they, it's different. It tastes fresher. But it's also funny because I love it when you have all these like woke Coca-Cola commercials. Coca-Cola was historically founded by a Confederate veteran who was actually from That's a right. northern family from Pennsylvania. And then he, I believe it was Georgia he moved to. He was badly wounded during the war. He was stabbed with a saber that left him with nerve pain. And again, this is back in the late 1800s. A lot of these veterans were suffering. They were in pain. So then they go to the early pharmaceuticals, which were... Um, early narcotics that were uh, like morphine and that would get people addicted. So what happened was he didn't know what to do. He was hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, and he made coca wine, which was nowhere near what the soda was like. And he marketed the product because he was trying to help people. He marketed it towards uh, needy women, uh, widows, and uh, veterans who were wounded. So it was essentially the first you know campaign to kind of help a veteran's problem. And that's right. Dr. Uh, Pepper was also a confederate as well. These were the early early elixirs that they thought would help with addiction with pain that you would get from well, I mean, they weren't wrong i mean i mean coca-cola had cocaine in it that's why they that's why well, it's coke. something that would compensate for the pain something to like yes but did, he, did it work not really he actually succumbed to his addiction that was the most heartbreaking part about coca-cola and his son uh, had an addiction as well it, he succumbed to that as well now, and this coke, was, uh, coke got taken over by the woke culture and that's it did he he died the the, the creator of coca-cola it was a uh, pemberton he died penniless, he died poor, and he died uh, an addict, which is horrible. Uh, I wouldn't wish that more. And he was a veteran, he was homeless, basically. I would not wish, wish that my worst enemy. That's a story that needs to be told because there's so much to learn from it. And how current is that today when you have today's veterans that are still suffering from the wounds of a war? That's right. Hey, uh, a lot of history must be said, Vinny. And we are the people exactly to do it. And I don't care what anyone says. You're wasting your time. You're talking a dead space. Listen, one person can tell another person. Each one teach one. I say it all the time to anybody else about anything that they deem important in their lives. So it's the same thing here. I, I have over a 1,000 followers on one other additional channel. And, th- you know, this is a new channel because the last channel got banned. You know, because we and are I speaking the truth. Because people get mad at me, and I'm like, but you know what? I get people involved. I get them doing stuff. I help people through genealogy. I get. I had, I think, five young ladies that are, you know, younger. Because typically the UDC is for not old, but like mature ladies, people that have a degree or you know they're in their late like 30s, 40s, later years because they have the time and they're now interested in history. But I've been starting to get younger people involved because that's so important. That's the future. I got more right. young men involved in the Sons of Confederate Veterans, getting them their papers, getting them registered. That is so important to do because you know what? They can get in there, they can fix the things they don't like, and they can then pass the torch down onto someone else and then help compensate from what we've lost over the years. 
I think at one point there was a hundred thousand ladies that were involved in the UDC and they have very strict um, rules to join. Like you can't join with a cousin, but for the SCV you can. And if you think about how many people are eligible to join this, if you can have a cousin for the SCV, you'd have like almost well over a million easily. Yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of people need to find out where they lie in our country today. And our values, our values are patriotic. We're benevolent. We help all veterans. We honor all veterans past and present. We help current veterans. We help our communities. We do education. We do important things. And we maybe throw in a few fun socials once in a while to, you know, get everyone together, have a good time, enjoy each other's company. Like we do the Christmas party. We go to the veterans homes. We, we did that before COVID hit. Um, I had a few veteran buddies, Vietnam buddies, just one of the best groups of people to talk to, interact with, and check up on. Because you know what's really sad? It's a group of veterans that are being forgotten about. You know, you have these woke cultures that are too busy trying to tear down everything. They don't even want to learn about previous wars, which breaks my heart because I remember being so honored to meet a Korean veteran, a Vietnam veteran. I was blessed to meet many World War II ones. Right. Yeah, That's right. We do stories, right? And living history, we do that as well. I go to homeschooling groups. I do a presentation where I portray uh, New Jersey. We had a Confederate veteran who was on New Jersey government. It was uh, Colonel um, Lewis. I portray him. He has a very cool story. And I kind of tie in a few other things to kind of get their minds going like, oh, and you know, a lot of this is what I've read, but some of this stuff, not that it's fiction, it's kind of like what would have happened in the time period? What would have Fort Delaware looked like? I don't have as of yet a written record of what his experience is like, but I can kind of put a few things together of what it would be like. And I tell him that, you know, I'm honest with what I know and what I don't know. And I kind of just make this character come to life and I let him do the talking. And that's what I really like is that when you get into reenacting, <laughs> to portraying, you really become the character, uh, which is great. It's like a, a great way of uh, learning and being involved. No, I would like I would like to reenact 1776 really soon, <laughs> and and I'll and I'll take James Madison, I'll take Andrew Jackson, I'll take the spirit of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and throw them all together, and to make one big giant Samuel Adams out of it. I, listen, I'm a relentless patriot for many reasons, and everyone just says you're relentless. You don't really stop talking about the Constitution to people you, you, why, why can't you just like keep your mouth shut or keep your head down and not say anything to anybody I mean, it's like well if you realize why we have what we have and why we're in this situation to begin with it's because people did keep their heads down and people didn't do anything people didn't speak out that's Let's right that. Eric, Reb, that's a good question so if you don't have any ancestry like um i was trying to tell like frankie we don't know frankie's ancestry if he has anything he might have some because we have the italian guards um so what you can do is you have two options. There's the Friends of the SCV, which is just like the uh, Friends group, and you can attend reunions, you can attend events that we have. But what I really like is there's the uh, Order of the Confederate Rose. They're gonna become what I really see as the future um, within the organization. Women of the Order of the Confederate Rose are known as roses, and men are known as thorns. And you get together, it's the yeah. same values. You have your own special meetings that you would attend at our national reunion. You, you're involved with community service projects, you're involved with reenacting. And um, some people join that, and I think it's 20 bucks a year, and then a lifetime membership is, I think, 100 bucks, uh, depending on your uh, state ch chapter or state society. But the Order of the Confederate Rose is a wonderful place to start if you have no ancestry. But if you contact the headquarters, they will find you your ancestor, and it could be like a cousin 10 times removed. That's how great the rules of the SCV are. As long as you can drop down and find that line to your ancestor, whether it's a four times removed cousin, 10 times removed cousin, you're able to join as a full-time member. So you might like the OCR to kind of start with. And then if you find anything else, you can then shift over to full-time. 
Corey, that's what I love the most is the stories because uh, hearing the stories from the kinfolk who took part in World War One and Two in the Gulf War. Sure, I had several family members. The story that of how my fourth great grandfather died as a prisoner. Oh, that's another important thing is people forget about the northern prison pens. Um, we had a lot examples. People forget this uh, Hart Island in New York, which is now where they're burying the bodies of who who are homeless or whatnot. It's a sad. The whole island is just really sad energy. They it was a, a, a prison camp. A lot of Confederate veterans died there. What they did was they would not bury them on the island. They would bury them in the cemetery in uh, Brooklyn or the Bronx. Jesus. And then they, you were telling me about all the Confederate graves that were covered up with the Statue of Liberty. How there used to be a jail there. Or, or well, no, it was the, uh, I don't know about bodies, but I know the, um, the, the site of where it was uh, Fort Wood. It was a, a prison camp. And then before that, it was B uh, Bedloe's Island, which is a forced uh, quarantine camp that they had in uh, New York. And what they did was to kind of change that narrative around the, uh, the turn of the century was they demolished everything and they filled in the base, the star-shaped base, and they built the Statue of Liberty to kind of just like drive away from what that island really was. They covered up their, their tracks, which is sad. Other prison camps are all that remains is maybe a sign and then that's it, which is the saddest thing is they're not teaching the whole history of what it really was like up there. Um, Arizona Reb, a, a cousin would, would be like, for example, um, if you had a direct cousin, like, a, you know, your uh, fourth grade aunt and they had a kid and that was a confederate veteran that was your, your fourth cousin one time removed if you had you know ancestors of them you know further uh, more distant relationships that would be your like second cousin four times removed um, basically like ancestry if you go back four generations and then you start exploring you might have uh, one that is a, a cousin but you can still prove relation very good statement uh Arizona rebel goes on to say this as well I always stress to my dad how important the Second Amendment is. Every time I tell him about tyranny going on around the world, I always stress to him now. It, it, well, listen, the First Amendment protects the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment protects the First Amendment. Plain and simple. Without the Second Amendment, the First Amendment means nothing and vice That's versa. Great. You must have the right to protect it. The same way we must protect the freedom of speech day in and day out. And this is how we do it on this, on this show as well. I know it's late now, guys, but it's been a real awesome time. It's been wonderful with y'all. It always is. And every time me and Vinny come on or John or whoever, we, we, have, we have a bond. It's unbreakable. Our patriotism unites us and makes us strong. And that's where we have to be. Just like our group says, the Relentless Patriots. We are unyielding. We don't give in to tyranny. And we will stand up for what's right. Period. That's part of what our group is. And speaking of, yes, we have newly made uh, trucker convoy t-shirts, hoodies. We're going to start to have hats soon. And yes, we have a vendor that makes Confederate flags. And we sell them on our website at www.therelentlesspatriots.com. You can find all different types of apparel on there, different types of tactical gear, by the way, I just put on there. You can buy different types of knives and protection. You can also buy coffee mugs and, 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 and traveler stuff and blankets. And we have a lot of good things. And the more that we can get support from you guys that way, the more the rest of the world can see this logo behind me, which is what a true patriot should look like in the face of tyranny, in my opinion. That's With right. Mark and say, hey, we're not, I know we're not going anywhere. States. You got to have that smile saying, yeah, I'm confident in what I do, and I'm not going to let anyone tread on my rights. I know what I'm talking about. 
See this guy? It's my best friend right here. Aside <laughs> from Vinny. But this is what we do in the face of tyrants. We stare at them and we laugh at them. You know, so that's it. I want to appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, Vinny, as always, has been a huge pleasure. I can't wait for every weekend because we got to do this a lot more. Go for an Arizona Rebel. Yes, Arizona Rebel. If you have any questions, message me or Vinny on the side. You're more than welcome to join this. You're and more really than welcome quickly, to go on live with us. If I take a little bit what's Tyrannus. Semper Tyrannus. If I take a little bit to get back to y'all, I'm working on my PhD, so sometimes I get a little bit delayed, so it might be a little bit of waiting time, but I'm always going to do my best to uh, respond. I'm not ignoring you if I don't ever answer quickly. Um, but what Corey said, Semper Tyrannus, and different ways of saying this, Deo Vindice. That's right. Yeah, there's also another saying about Deus Volt. You ever hear this one? They do us Volt. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a Knights Templar saying protect what you know protect what's sacred i love it so that's what we have to do guys and um remember this that there are more of us than there seems and we must continue this fight if we don't the minute again the minute we say we agree with keeping our heads down and letting other people oppress our opinions and factual based arguments the more we will truly lose our republic and our way of life and our constitution will already be further decimated to the point where it doesn't exist anymore. We have to stand up and fight. Any, any closing statements, Vinny? Well, uh, we have covered a lot of information, but I want to end it on a positive note. Six Semper Tyrannus, we ain't <laughs> going to back down. We are rebels with a cause. We are peaceful. We, but we're rebels. We will not comply with anything that is not constitutional. I love it. I love it. And I love that fact that you're actually willing to stand up for true American cores and values. And if people don't like it, well, then, like we tell the liberals, liberal left, if you don't like it, leave. You know, this is America. This is land of the free because of the brave. Because of people like you out there that are willing to stick your necks out and fight for what's right. All right, guys, so next time uh, we'll let you guys know when we're going live. Keep, keep your eyes peeled for either a Friday or Saturday night, and let's be relentless together. And remember, stand up. And if you need any help, and we will continuously post when further rallies are coming up in. I know you're going to do your NJ Flaggers thing. Is it going to be in March still, or are you going to move it towards April? It'll probably, So it might be probably later March or early April it was still going to be flag day. We're still going to get the principle out that we are just postponing this until um, all these rallies that they're having make it clear. I don't know if we're going to have the same venue. If the venue near you, uh, the veterans park is open. We can maybe occupy there for a little bit. Yeah. And we can all go as a group to the monument on Hastings on Hudson, decorate the graves, do a little memorial service, have dinner after. I would love that. That'd be great guys. So you heard it right from him. We will keep because we're actively doing stuff. Dates. We're getting stuff done. We're getting engaged. And then I'm networking people, people that are able to join the UDC. I'm going to get them involved with that. I'm getting people that can get involved, the SCV involved in that. And while I am part of the groups, um, I just also want to always say that, you know, my views are my own, solely my own. I'm not authorized to speak on any of those groups behalf. We have military order of the stars and bars. If you are related to a general, we have the one for the ladies as well. The daughters of Confederate officers, sons of the American revolution, daughters of American revolution. Getting involved with something, honoring your ancestors, so important to do.
You found your passion, Vinny. You found your calling, and I'm right there with you. We have to start digging deeper into our own roots and into our Americanism if we're going to defeat evil. And being proud of your ancestors, it's a big thing because nothing is more heartbreaking than when someone is ashamed of their ancestors because they were the gray. That's right. And simply because of the color of their skin. Oh, you should be ashamed of your skin color. You're a victim. You're perpetuated by, by the radical right. No, no, no. No, that's not how we're going to do this. Either you join together or you will die, like Benjamin Franklin would said. And how you join together is through common commonalities, like freedom, like upholding the principles of everything that you hold near and dear to your hearts. So you guys have a great night. It was awesome. I am I'm stoked. I can't wait. I can't even wait for the next time. Uh, let's just make sure that again, if anyone would like to come on here, please let us know. We will set up a time for you. I want people to speak out on the Constitution's behalf. And if you have any other additional information, please feel free to drop it here. Okay. So sick. Semper Tyrannus. <laughs> Everyone have a great night. You too. Bye, y'all. Stay relentless. Thank you for tuning in to the Relentless Patriots Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at www.therelentlesspatriots.com.